Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news, as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. Don't be deceived by the humble plantain plant. What some may dismiss as a common or even pesky weed is actually a powerhouse of medicine, ranging from everything from irritating coughs to persistent wounds and to even healing radiation damage. That's right. There are so many plantain plant benefits and I'm going to share them with you in this video. I'm also going to include a recipe for a healing plantain leaf tea. Plantain holds an especially dear place in my heart. It was the first herb I learned when I started my herbal journey almost 20 years ago. And even after all this time, this plant still amazes me. In this video, I'll share important information about plantain benefits so you can work with this plant safely and effectively. Be sure to stick around to the end to get my recipe and free recipe card for a healing plantain leaf tea. And while you're watching, let me know in the comments below about your experience with the plantain plant. It's always interesting and insightful to hear the experiences of plant lovers out there. Also, your suggestion may help others. Okay, let's dive in. As you're going to see, there are so many plantain plant benefits. Yet, despite its many attributes, plantain is a humble and persistent plant. It doesn't boast vibrantly colored flowers. Its leaves often hug the ground or grow tall to blend in with the surrounding grass. It can thrive in hard-packed soils with lots of foot traffic, and it loves disturbed soils and areas. Best of all, if you know how to spot it, you can most likely find this herbaceous perennial whenever you need it. There are about 200 species worldwide and about 30 native and five introduced species in the US. The first time I heard plantain benefits being discussed, I immediately thought of plantains, the edible fruit that it's related to the banana. This isn't that plantain. I'll share more about identification in just a bit. Plantain for hot conditions. Whether this is your first video with me or your 20th, you should know that I love herbal energetics and I consider herbal energetics an essential part of herbalism. Without herbal energetics, it's hard to know how herbs work and how to get the best results when you're working with them. Okay, sure, you could simply memorize many of plantain's medicinal applications. However, you'd be missing out on understanding its special affinities. Instead, when you simply apply herbal energetics, you'll have a deeper understanding of plantain plant benefits. And here's exactly what I mean by that. Plantain is cooling and it excels when it's used to counteract 
hot conditions. So what's a hot condition? Well, hot conditions are characterized by signs of heat, including feeling hot, redness, or sometimes yellow, sharp pain, swelling, and inflammation. Burns are an obvious example of a hot condition as the burned area actually feels hot and it turns red. A red, hot, itchy rash would be another example. A fresh plantain poultice can soothe burns and rashes by both pulling out the heat and healing the damaged tissue. If you're new to the concepts of herbal energetics and understanding if a plant or condition is hot or cold or damp or dry, then I highly recommend you try out my free Herbal Jumpstart course. This is a short video course that takes you through the ins and outs of herbal energetics. And by the time you finish, you'll have increased your herbal knowledge tenfold. This course is entirely free to everyone who joins my herbal newsletter community. In addition to getting the Herbal Jumpstart course, you'll also hear from me every Wednesday with my best herbal tips and recipes. Look for the link to sign up in the video description. Okay, back to plantain. Plantain for bites and stings. Another example of a hot condition is bites and stings from insects, spiders, and scorpions. Let's take a bee sting, for example. When a bee stings a person, it releases its venom into the skin. Fairly quickly, the area around the sting might swell, turn red, feel hot to the touch. The pain is generally sharp, as opposed to like a dull ache. So plantain is perfect for this hot condition. A fresh poultice of the leaves somehow magically has the ability to pull out the poisons from the skin and dramatically decrease the redness, the swelling, and the pain. I've seen this work again and again on so many different types of bites and stings. For the best results, you wanna apply the plantain as quickly as possible after the sting, and then you wanna change that poultice about every 20 minutes or when the poultice feels warm to the touch. A plantain salve will also work well, especially on common itchy insect bites like those from flies and mosquitoes. Plantain for wounds. Plantain stitches together many types of wounds from minor cuts and scrapes to blisters to hemorrhoids to postpartum tears. It makes a wonderful all-purpose salve, poultice, or sitz bath, and it's often combined with other herbs such as calendula. Because it has the ability to draw things out, plantain is perfect for splinters, boils, or even puncture wounds. The plantain plant is also antimicrobial, so it helps prevent bacterial growth in wounds as they heal. Examples of infections and wounds that are a great match for plantain include things like boils, eye infections, urinary tract infections. I really like to combine it with echinacea when I'm specifically dealing with infections. Plantain has also been shown to heal wounds and irritations caused by radiation. Oral mucositis caused by radiation is common in patients who are undergoing treatment for head and neck cancer. In a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial, patients were given either a syrup made with plantain or a placebo. After seven weeks, those taking the plantain syrup had significantly less severe symptoms, including significantly less pain. By the way, Calendula has also been shown to reduce the negative effects of radiation exposure during cancer treatment. 
When you're finished watching this video on plantain, look for my video on podcasts all about calendula. Plantain can also heal stubborn wounds like diabetic foot ulcers and pressurized ulcers. A human clinical study published in 2022 showed that patients who used a 10% plantain extract gel saw a significant reduction in wound size compared to those taking a placebo. Many patients in the trial were completely healed with the plantain gel. Another double-blind randomized clinical trial that used both plantain and aloe vera concluded that these plants are an effective, cheap, and safe treatment for diabetic foot ulcers. Plantain for excessive histamine response and seasonal allergies. Plantain plant pollen can be a source of allergies for some folks, but plantain leaf, especially when fresh, seems to modulate an excessive histamine response and it can reduce seasonal allergies. Many years ago, I learned from other herbalists to use fresh plantain tincture with a peach leaf twig tincture for calming overly reactive tissues that create symptoms like runny nose, sneezing, or this dramatic response to bug bites. It works great. Herbalist Jim McDonald recommends using slightly saline plantain leaf tea in a neti pot for nasal irritations or as a wash for eye infections. Plantain for gastrointestinal inflammation. Plantain is an obvious choice for many first aid or acute inflammations, but it's equally useful for chronic hot conditions, especially in the digestive tract. A strong plantain leaf tea can be one of the most dramatic healers for inflammatory digestive problems, including intestinal permeability or leaky gut, ulcers and inflammatory bowel diseases. In this situation, plantain soothes the inflamed tissues and helps to heal the tissues, which is what we say is vulnerary. It also helps to prevent bacterial overgrowth as an antimicrobial, and it can seemingly knit those tissues back together with its astringent properties. I'll share my recipe and best tips for making a strong plantain leaf tea in just a bit. Plantain is also a powerful healer for the upper digestive tract. It can relieve the pain of canker sores and speed up the healing of those tissues. It's also a nice tea to include for people who have acid reflux as it can soothe and heal the tissues in the esophagus. Plantain for the lungs. Besides being cooling for hot conditions, plantain is also moistening or demulcent. These two qualities make it ideal for hot and dry lungs, resulting in chronic or acute coughs. My favorite application for this is that dry hacking cough that hangs on long after your respiratory infection has healed. In this situation, herbs may temporarily stop the cough, but addressing the root cause, which is often heat and dryness leading to that irritation, you can more effectively alleviate the cough and change the dry conditions of the lungs. Herbalist Jim McDonald specifically recommends plantain for coughs that result from inhalation of fine particulate matter, which you might experience in a work environment or during wildfires or weather conversions. A recent study showed that children using a cough formula consisting of mallow, elecampane, plantain, and helichrysum found an earlier significant reduction in night and daytime coughing than children treated with a placebo. Plantain seeds. While herbalists often use plantain leaves, we can't overlook the benefits of plantain plant seeds. 
Plantain seeds are mucilaginous and high in fiber. Seeds that are collected from Plantago ovatum or Plantago psyllium are harvested on a large scale and sold as psyllium seed and husk, which are then used to help maintain bowel regularity. The seeds from the plantain growing outside your door can be used similarly, but the process of harvesting enough of those teeny tiny seeds is time consuming. Plantain seeds are also deliciously edible and can be eaten raw or added to cook foods or whole plantain seed stalks can be steamed and eaten if the seeds are too tedious to collect individually. These seeds are also medicine. A trial in 2021 showed that psyllium seeds used as fiber supplement could reduce small, dense LDL particles in children at risk for heart disease. The seeds can also heal the gut. An in vitro study on the seed shows promise for its ability to strengthen the intestinal wall, which could possibly help with intestinal permeability or leaky gut. Plantain identification. Okay, let's discuss how to find and correctly ID the plantain plant. This is important. As I mentioned before, when I first heard of plantain as an herbalist, I thought immediately of one of my favorite dishes when I was living in the Dominican Republic, platanos. But the plant we're talking about now isn't even closely related to that plantain fruit. As herbalists, there are two types of plantains that are regularly used as medicine in North America. All have the genus name of Plantago, and there's over 200 species of Plantago genus. One type is commonly called broadleaf plantain. It has oval or egg-shaped leaves. Plantago major, which is a European native, and Plantago rugelii, which is a U.S. native, are both examples of broadleaf plantain. From a practical point of view, these plantains are interchangeably used. From a botanical point of view, they are separate species. One distinctive property is that the base of the leaf of the stems of Plantago major are white, whereas the base of the Plantago rugelii stems are reddish. The other type of plantain, Plantago lanceolata, has long narrow leaves and is commonly called narrow leaf plantain. Both the broad-leaved and the narrow-leaved plantains have prominent parallel leaf veins. And if you gently pull the leaf apart, you'll see the strings that run through the leaf veins. Plantago major and Plantago lanceolata are originally from Eurasia and now go practically everywhere. They love roadsides, lawns, pathways, and disturbed soils. Plantain flowers grow in dense spikes that rise above the leaves of the plant. These flowers are wind pollinated and the plant reproduces mainly by seed. I'm often asked, which plantain is best? The broadleaf or the narrow leaf? Well, as far as I can tell, each of these species and many others similarly related can be interchangeably used. But to answer even more practically, I'd say the best one is the one that you find growing at your feet. Working with plantain. When using plantain for bites and stings, fresh leaves are preferred. A simple spit poultice is often the best choice. To make a spit poultice, you chew up a fresh leaf or two until the cell walls are broken and you have this like gooey green leaf poultice. And you just take that spit poultice and apply it to the affected area. A whole leaf can then be used to cover the poultice as like a temporary covering or band-aid to hold it in place. 
any hesitation you may feel about how this green mess looks will quickly be forgotten as it soothes the pain and swelling or itching. I really prefer fresh plantain for this. However, if you live in an area like I do, where plantain disappears from the summer heat or under the winter snow, then you can keep some dried leaf on hand, which can then be rehydrated with hot water to make a soothing poultice. Or you can blend up fresh plantain plant leaves with just a bit of water and then freeze that for later use. When infusing plantain into an oil for a salve, you want to wilt the fresh leaves slightly or use a hot water method. When making a tincture, fresh plantain leaves are also preferred. The young fresh leaves can make a great salad green, cooked green, or pesto addition that is high in nutrients, especially minerals that are often lacking from modern diets. As the leaves mature, the strings in the prominent leaf veins can make the experience more like flossing rather than eating. And you can avoid that by chopping up the leaves crosswise to cut those strings into short pieces. You can also blanch them to first remove some of the bitterness from the leaves. Plantain leaves also make a healing tea, especially for addressing GI inflammation. And that's what I'm sharing with you. This powerfully healing tea really works. Admittedly, this isn't the best tasting tea ever. I wouldn't serve this for say Sunday brunch or anytime you're looking for a yummy pot of tea. However, what's lacking in flavor, it really makes up for in efficacy. It's medicinal and super effective. If it's too bitter for you, you can try adding a pinch of salt, which helps to counteract the bitterness, or you can dilute it with a bit of water. This particular recipe comes straight from my second book, Wild Remedies, How to Forage Healing Foods and Craft Your Own Herbal Medicine. This book is perfect for you if you wanna learn more about the plants growing near you. Included with each herbal chapter is safety information, sustainable harvest instructions, and lots of fun and easy recipes like this. To make this tea, you'll need a half cup or about eight grams of dried plantain leaves, a half cup, around eight grams of dried calendula flowers, a quarter cup or three grams of dried rose petals, one tablespoon or two grams of finely crumbled dried mallow or marshmallow leaves, one teaspoon fennel seeds, and three cups of water. To make this tea, place all of the herbs in a quart-sized jar or a quart-sized tea press. Bring the three cups of water to a boil and then pour the water over the herbs. Stir well and then cover it and infuse for 30 minutes. Then drain well and drink within 24 hours. If you'd like a free printable recipe card of this plantain tea recipe, then visit the show notes at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com or pick up a copy of my book, Wild Remedies, to get more insights and recipes for plantain and many other plants. Fun fact. As I mentioned, plantain has a special place in my heart. It was the first herb I learned about when I started my herbal journey, and I think it's the perfect example of herbalism as the people's medicine. When the Eurasian plantain plants came to North America, they were named white men's footsteps because they grew readily on the wagon wheel tracks of immigrants heading across North America. Their weedy growing habits often make them disdained 
but plantain is actually a band-aid for disturbed soils and impacted soils. Their roots help to break up hard dirt. Their leaves shelter the soil from the sun and provide food and shelter for other beings. But that's not all. Plantain is an amazing plant for cleaning the soils that they grow in. One study found that plantain growing near mines and smelting plants had 15 times higher cadmium lead and zinc. That's right, from soothing bee stings to quelling coughs to healing digestion and even to helping to clean our distressed soils, plantain is filled with countless gifts. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.